Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. In Habakkuk 2 and 2. This verse is on the screen because it takes you a long time to find that in your Bible. I like what one preacher said. That's in the part of your Bible where the pages are still stuck together and you haven't written anything on it yet. But in Habakkuk 2 and 2, familiar verse says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. I want to talk to you this morning from a sermon titled Vision for 2017. Pray with me. God, thank you for this time together, Lord. I thank you for each person who's come. God, I pray you strengthen my voice and my body now and anoint me to say things that will glorify you. God, I have so much excitement for this year. I pray, Lord, that you would let us be excited in you. God, we pray for all those who are homesick today and all those who could not make it traveling. God, I pray that you would bless them and keep them. Father, keep us now in in the right frame of mind to receive from you is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Vision for 2017. I, I am so glad that you chose to start the new year off right by being in church. It's the first Sunday. Obviously, it's the first day. I think it's really cool that January 1st falls on a Sunday because the apostles chose to gather together on the first day of the week on Sunday to celebrate resurrection of the Lord. And resurrection is about newness. It's about life. It's about good things happening. And when you come to church, you ought to come to celebrate. That's, that's enough preaching right there for you, for you to live on all year long. When you come to church, you ought to come with a mindset that says, I may not be everything that I ought to be, but I sure do thank God I'm not what I used to be. You ought to come with a mindset that says, I know I'm still a work in, in, in my process. I'm a work in progress, but I'm moving in the right direction. You ought to come to church with a mindset that says, I know that even though I don't always win, Jesus always wins, and he's the captain of my salvation. So we're starting off 2017, and you'll, you'll have that going for you. Every day for the rest of this year, the Bible says that you ought to offer God the first of everything. And you today have offered God the first day of 2017 by coming to the Lord's house. I think 2017 is going to be a great year if you let it. All over this country, because they don't really preach the same kind of messages in other countries that are prevalent in this country. In America, you hear a lot of declaring and decreeing and people always prophesying. And listen, if I stand up here and I say, I prophesy to you that 2017 is going to be your year to become a millionaire, that means nothing. That millionaire is not even written in the Bible. You, gotta, you, you can only say what God has said and expect it to work, but there are people making quotes. I've seen it all over social media. This is your year to come out. Come out of what? 
This is your year to be on top. And, you know, it, just because you say a thing, don't make a thing. Oh, no, Pastor, God gave us power in the tongue. We got power over life and over death. Well, go to the morgue and call somebody up. You say, Pastor, you don't believe in the power to resurrect? I do. I believe in God's power to raise the dead, God's power to heal the sick, God's power to open blind eyes. I believe in God's power to save lost souls and, and, and to heal us in every capacity. But it's not just as simple as say it and watch it happen. But in churches all across America today, they're going to be saying that this is going to happen to you. Listen, there's more to it than that, and we're going to look at it in 2017. I'm not a big numerology guy, but typically I start the year off by talking to you about the number. Numerology, the study of numbers as they're found in the Bible. Some numbers in the Bible are very significant, and they're very attached to certain things that happened, but it's not a great way. It's never to be used to interpret Scripture, and that's where people get messed up. I've had people come up to me after services and say, Pastor, you preached out of the 11th verse this morning, and that was so incredible because I was studying the number 11 all week long. And do you know if you add 5 and 6 together, then you get 11, and 5 represents grace, and 6 represents the number of man. You preached out of 11, and God's going to show me grace. Well, 4 plus 4 is 8, plus 2 is 10, plus 1 is 11. Now, 4 is the number of the earth. You can't, I mean, you can just twist it and make it say anything you want to say. Do you see what I'm telling you? There are some relevancies to numbers, though, and 17 in the Bible is almost always associated with overcoming the enemy. There are feasts and festivals on the 17th day of the month. The ark rested on the 17th day of the month. There's a coming out and a getting over associated with the number 17 in regard to victory. And I do so hope that you'll be victorious in 2017. I hope that you will experience much victory in 2017 but it's not going to happen just by saying it it's not going to happen just by me speaking it over you the bible says you reap what you sow if you plant apple seeds you got a really good chance of growing apples but if you plant tomato seeds you got a really bad chance of growing oranges are you following me so 2017 we're we're up and running the verse i read before i prayed habakkuk 2 2 says write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. When we try to follow God, when it comes to following God, we need a plan. We need a vision to follow. People need to be able to see the path. I did a lot of traveling over the last 11 days. We were in five or six uh, different states. Uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. Um, I think that's all. Uh, about five or six different states. And we did not have a map in front of us, but I thank God we had a GPS. Anybody remember maps? Anybody remember atlases? Anybody remember that big Rand McAnally book you used to have to open up to try to get from one place to another? See, if you're under 35 in here, you, you don't know nothing about a map. I don't even know why they're still in gas station. You know that little trifold thing that once you open it, you could never get it to fold back right? It'd be folded inside out every time listen it's better to have a map say map whether your map is on paper in a book or 
on your phone or on your navigation system, when it comes to following God, we need a plan to follow. And in the Bible, God has given us the answer to all life's important questions. The problem is some verses in the Bible have been so taken out of context and said so many times that people have begun to believe it. I have seen it written that if you tell a lie enough times, no matter how crazy that lie is, if you repeat it enough times, people will believe it. That's why folk that run for president don't just throw their name in the hat. They run for a solid year and a half, two years, and keep telling their story over and over again so you'll believe it. Well, I'm not here to talk to you about politics. I'm here to talk to you about the Bible. But so many verses have been quoted wrong so many times. The church has begun to believe wrong about Scripture. I'll give you one in particular. Proverbs 29, 18 in the King James Version says, Where there is no vision... The people perish, but he that keeps the law is happy. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's the part of the verse that preachers quote all the time. You got to have vision, and, and if you can see it, you can achieve it. And they talk about vision as it relates to seeing, and, and, and you'll perish without a vision. That's not really what that verse means. In other translations, it gives us a clearer picture of what God meant in that verse, and Proverbs 29, 18, in a more modern version, it says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is happy. Where there's no vision, that word vision in the Hebrew means oracle or revelator. Where there's no one speaking for God, where there's no one laying out verbally what we need to follow, people can't get to the goal line. We need someone to tell us. We need to be as smart as the man who answered the question when he was asked, do you understand what you read? He said, how can I unless somebody teaches me? Do you realize everything that you know you were taught? If you know how to change oil in your car, it's because somebody taught you. If you know how to change a tire on your car, it's because somebody taught you. If you know how to interpret scripture, it's because someone taught you and we need divine guidance. We need someone to stand up and tell us what we need to do. Now, I like specifics. If you want me to unlock the door to your house, don't just give me the key and tell me where you live. If you know there's a trick to, if you know you got to turn the lock to the left when most locks turn to the right to unlock, let me know so I don't stand there fiddling with it. If, if you know that while you're turning it, you got to jiggle shake the door to get it to tell me all those things so I'll know exactly how to accomplish what it is you want me to accomplish. We're going to get real specific in 2017, and we're going to lay out some divine guidance. We're going to give vision, oracle, revelation, so that 2017 can be a great year. Before I talk to you about 2017, let me recap 2016 for you. 2016 was an awesome year for me personally. I don't know how it was for you. I've heard so many people talk about they want to get 2016 in the rearview mirror and they're glad that 2016 is over and what a rough year. Listen, if it was a great year for you, cool. If it was a rough year for you, still cool. The Bible says that we should rejoice in everything. The Bible says we should give thanks in everything. If you can't give thanks for what happened to you in 2016, you're not ready for 2017 yet. No matter how good or how bad 2016 was for you, you need to thank God and move on. 
Too many people are living either in the future, in their mind, they're trying to hope for what's coming. Too many people living in the past, in their mind, they're trying to stay stuck in what went down. Listen, I say in their mind because you can only live in the now. You can't really live in the future. You can get stuck mentally in the future. And you can't really live in the past. You can get stuck mentally in the past, but you only really can live in this day. This world is a one day at a time world. And God said when Jesus was teaching people how to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. We need to learn how to live in the now. And this is the first day of a new year. Now, new years are cool for so many different reasons, not for resolutions. People make New Year's resolutions. Listen, if you are a gym-going person, you're going to be upset for the next 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 days. If you like to go to the, if you went to the gym in October and November and December, you're going to notice something different about January. Are you following me? Gym people know what's going to go down first 10, 12 days in January. Fat people going to show up. Non-gym folk going to show up. Oh, man, if you sell gym memberships, January is your buddy. Because people make, I'm going to join a gym in 2017. Well, yeah, that's going to last through maybe half of January, and then the gym folk get the gym back. But I'm not talking to you about making resolutions today, but I am talking to you about some things that God has put on my heart for 2017. I had a great time. In 2016, I told you that 2016, God told me would be a year of freedom and answered prayer. You see, every year in the month of December, I get on my knees and I lay before God and I ask him to give me a vision of what he wants me to focus on for that year, a theme for that year. Last year's theme was a year of freedom and answered prayers. Let me ask you this. How did you do? Did you find any freedom at all in 2016? Did you get any answered prayer at all in 2016? Last night, as the ball dropped and thousands of pounds of confetti was falling uh, on, on Times Square uh, in New York and people were watching all the celebrations and people were out partying, my kids and I got on our knees and we prayed and we thanked God for the year that he had given us and we talked about how in many ways it had been the best year we ever had. I hope that 2016 was good to you. I hope that you had some freedom. I hope that you had some answered prayer. But I want to tell you about the theme that God has given me for our church for 2017. Are you ready? Nobody has seen it. It hasn't been written down yet. This will be the first unveiling of what God told me to tell you and what we will be focusing on in 2017. Here it is. Get serious about getting healthy in 2017. Get serious about getting healthy in 2017. That's going to be our theme. That's what we're going to talk about. Now, there's a common expression, and we're going to, I'm going to use this expression, but I'm going to use it in a different way because I hear people say a lot of times, are you serious? Young people throw right now on the end. Are you serious right now? Are you serious right now? Are you serious about what? Listen, I want you to get serious about getting healthy in 2017. That's going to be our theme, but it's not going to mess up. It's not going to mess up the vision for our church. The overall vision of our church will stay the same, to transform our world by the power of God's love. You need to have it in your mind that you're an agent of change. 
You need to have it in your mind that the Bible declares that you're a representative of God. If you're in school, you're God's representative to that school. If you work, you're God's representative in your workplace. If you stay at home, you're God's representative in your home. But you need to be busy about transforming your world by the power of God's love. But let me talk to you specifically about this theme for 2017 because I believe that there's a real God and I believe there's a real devil. Anybody agree with that? That's when you say amen. When you hear something you agree with, amen means I co-sign on that. I agree with that. I believe that's truth, preacher. And I believe there's a real God. I believe there's a real devil. I believe God wants to bless you and I believe the devil wants to mess you up. Jesus said that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have an enemy who wants to steal all the goodness out of your life. He wants to kill everything. About, he wants to kill your dreams, and he wants to destroy your life. But if you're saved here, you've already beat the devil because you're riding on Jesus' coattails. See, you can't get into heaven on your own power, but you can get in on Jesus' power. You can't get into heaven on your own goodness, but you can get the goodness of Christ in your life so if you're already saved the devil knows he can't stop you so he wants to slow you down he can slow you down he can't really stop you but he can slow you down and I believe one of his greatest tools is procrastination it's not new he's been doing this to Christians forever he's causing people to put off until tomorrow what they should be doing today the word procrastination comes from a Latin word, procrastinare, which means to put off until a later date. If we were honest and we had time this morning to go row by row, and I started with Tabitha and went all the way around to Amber in the back, and I said, is there anything that you've been putting off lately? Is there anything you've been putting off in 2016? There'd be a lot of things we could talk about. But I want you to stop putting stuff off. Somebody get this air right for me. Where, 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 somebody work this air. Deacon Jimmy, make it colder in here. People are sweating already, and that's a good time to go to sleep. Listen, if you're going to go to sleep, keep your mouth closed. Don't be catching flies. I already told y'all, here's how we sleep in church. Keeps your mouth shut, and it makes people wonder, is she sleeping or is she praying? It just gives them something to think about. But make it a little colder in here for me so we can get through this and people can hear what the word of the Lord is for 2017. The devil wants you to procrastinate. He doesn't want you to get off to a good start in 2017. There are things that you know you want to accomplish in your life. And the devil can't stop you if you get serious because God can't be stopped. But the devil can cause you to procrastinate. And I want you to get away from procrastination there's a verse that God gave me in December as I was praying and asking him what we would concentrate on in 2017 and I want you to hear it I want to read it in your presence this morning third John 1 and 2 says dear friend I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health physically just as you are spiritually the Apostle John was writing to a man named Gaius who was a friend of his. And the cool thing about the Bible is even though it was John writing to his friend Gaius, God, in, 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 he, he intended for that 
writing to be scripture for us. It was truth to Gaius then, but it was also truth for us now. And God's purpose, God's plan is that we would prosper in every way. Say every way. And be in good health physically just as you are spiritually. Now, if you take a truth and you misapply it, you end up with heresy. If you take a truth and you stretch it and twist it, you end up with bad doctrine. And this verse has been used by many to create bad doctrine. The bad doctrine that says that if you do everything God wants you to do, then you'll walk in perfect health. Well, there's lots of problems with that bad doctrine because nobody does everything God wants them to do except Jesus. So nobody's going to walk in perfect health. All you have to do is look at the scripture to find out that Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he did everything God wanted him to do. So I'm not talking about supernatural health and prosperity financially. But I do believe that God is our father because the scripture tells us that. And every father wants to bless his children. So God tells us that he wants us to prosper in every way and be in good health physically just as we are spiritually. The Bible tells us that spiritually Christians are already seated in heavenly places. God already sees the end from the beginning and the middle all the time. God sees what's going to happen in the future before it ever happens because God is in charge of the future. And God knows that if you're saved, you're okay spiritually, but that's not all you should be concerned with. There's a lot more going on in life than just spiritual. And I've talked to you a lot in the past about five realms that we live on, five different areas that we exist in that we need to pay attention to, five specific areas. There, two of them are mentioned in this verse, physical and spiritual. But there's five different realms that we live on as human beings. We live and we need to concentrate on the spiritual, the physical, the financial, the emotional, and the relational. And these are the five areas that we need to get serious about getting healthy in. In 2017, you need to get healthy spiritually. You need to get healthy physically. You need to get healthy financially. You need to get healthy emotionally. And you need to get healthy in your relationships. But for that to happen, you're going to have to get serious. You see, a lot of people have a New Year's resolution. Some people have a goal to lose weight and to get in better shape. That would be which one of these five? All right, somebody's awake. A lot of people, that's a lot of people's New Year's resolution. I want to lose some weight. Why? Because we're fat. No, pastor, I'm thick. Well, that's just another word for saying fat. I mean, you can cover it up any kind of way you want to. No, I'm, I'm just comfortable. Okay, whatever you want to call it, I'm just cuddly. Okay, whatever you want to call it. Listen, I know what you're talking about. My body was built for comfort, not for speed. I'm good on the couch. Amen. I work a remote control in one hand and a Dr. Pepper in the other hand as good as anybody. I know what it's like people talking about wanting to lose weight. Listen, you don't need to just concentrate on your physical in 2017. You need to concentrate and get serious about all five areas that God wants you to be serious about. Problem is we talk about stuff, but we don't put any skin in the game. We talk about wanting better, but we don't do better. We talk about wanting to have goals and resolutions, but we don't sow and invest in the right areas. Now, the first one on these five areas that I want us to get serious about in 2017 
is spiritual. Because listen, you can mess up the other four, but if you get the first one right, you're going to be okay. See, I'd rather go to heaven fat than go to hell buff. I'd rather go to heaven out of shape than go to hell with muscles rippling. You know, you, you, can, you can get the physical wrong. You can get the financial wrong. You can be all messed up in your emotions and have bad relationships. But if you're saved, you're going to be all right in the long run. But in the now, we need help in all five of these areas. And I want you to get serious about getting healthy in 2017. We're going to get serious over the last 21 days of this month. From January 11th through the 31st, we're going to come here every night and we're going to pray. And we're going to give one hour. That's not a lot of time to give to God. Very few people spend that one hour. I've had people tell me, Pastor, I'm so glad we had that time of consecration because I never spent an hour praying before and I didn't think I could do it. And listen, sometimes prayer is tough. Do you realize that? Sometimes when you go to pray, you're just like, you don't feel it. You don't feel it emotionally. It'd be cool if every time you got on your knees and prayed, you got all charged up and amped up and you felt supernatural about it. But it's not really always like that. I'm just being honest with you today. But I tell you this, the more you do it, the better it gets. And we're going to come together and we're going to get serious in our consecration for this year. And I want to invite you to come out for these 21 days. I tell you, every year, if you want more, you got to do more. I I don't take my philosophy from songs I take my philosophy from the Bible my worldview is shaped by God's word but there are some songs that make a lot of sense Michael sang a song that says I'm starting with the man in the mirror now I don't follow his theology of course he's not even here anymore I don't follow I don't follow his songs for theology but I do understand that the only person I can really be responsible for is the man in the mirror and if we'd all be honest our biggest enemy in many times, at many times and in many ways, is ourself. If you really want to know what's slowing you down, when you brush your teeth the next time, when you comb your hair the next time, when you look in the mirror the next time, look and wave at that person. That's the person. It's not the devil that stole stuff from you. I hear people say, Pastor, the devil been messing with my money. No, you won't tithe. I hear people say, Pastor, the devil been messing with my marriage. No, you're whoring around. I hear people say, Pastor, the devil been, been messing with my mind. No, you won't let God transform your mind by his word. We got to realize that there is personal responsibility in this life. And I want to get serious personally in 2017. So I confess to you see the bible says that we're snared by the words of our mouth be careful what you say because you set a trap for yourself parents if you tell your children you're going to do something you better do it stop counting to three and not doing anything i see these parents they play these counting games Uh, one that child ain't scared of one two that child's certainly not scared of two and i see three and the kid's still just looking at you like what Why? Because you said stuff and didn't follow through. I don't count with my kids. I just look at them, and they they know what I mean. Listen, I'm not a perfect parent, but I can tell you this. When you say something, you set yourself up to be responsible to do it. And I want to say something in your presence today. I'm going to be serious in 2017. I'm going to be serious about getting healthy in 2017. I'm going to be serious about getting healthier spiritually. I'm going to be serious about getting healthier 
physically. I'm going to be serious about getting healthier financially. I'm going to be serious about getting healthier emotionally. And I'm going to be serious about getting healthier in my relationships in 2017. I say that to you openly. You can hold me accountable to it. Watch and see. I tell people all the time because, you know, the Bible says don't be shocked if people hate you. They hated the Lord first. I tell all the haters, hide and watch. You say, you got haters, Pastor? Everybody's got haters. If you don't know who your haters are, you just ain't paying attention. Hater aid is free and everybody's pouring it. Except the ones that love God and are serious about being spiritual. But there's a lot of haters out there, and I got the same advice for all of them, hide and watch. You want to say, Pastor, are you really going to do it this time? Are you really going to get serious? Hide and watch. Or just be out there openly and watch. I want you to join me on my quest for 2017. I want you to get serious. The Apostle John told Gaius in 3 John, his desire, his prayer is that you would prosper and be in good health both physically and spiritually. I want us to get serious in 2017. If you want more, though, you got to do more. Just wanting it. See, a lot of people are just sitting at home praying, when my sh- God let my ship come in. When, you, when People wonder when their ship is going to come in. Listen, if you ain't around water, you ain't going to have no ship. There was only one Noah. You say, what does that have to do? Do you realize that the story about Noah's ark, that we all know it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but what was crazy about that, Noah spent a lot of time building a boat in the middle of a desert on a planet that had never seen rain. Before the great flood in Noah's day, it had never rained. The Bible says that the earth was watered from the dew that came up, and we still have that going on today. But people are sitting back wondering when their ship is going to come in. If you want your ship to come in, start building a ship. If you want something to change in your life, you have to change your life. If you want things to get better, you have to do better. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. Too many people have glossed over this verse. There are a lot of people out there mocking God's justice. A lot of people out there living dirty and thinking they're getting away with it. Listen, the grace of God may cover you for a minute, but you better get right before it hits the fan. Because you can't mock the justice of God. Justice is coming. The Bible says you will always, say always, you will always harvest what you plant. You're going to reap what you sow. You say, well, Pastor, a lot of people out there have been sowing bad stuff and they ain't reaped. Listen, they ain't reaped yet, but it's coming because the justice of God is sure. Verse 8 says, those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. I've told you this story before. I'm going to tell it to you again and we're going to get out of here. There was a man, not a real man, this is a story, this is a parable, this, this is just an example. Pretend there was a man that had two dogs, two Rottweilers, or as some people say, Rockweilers. They had two big old Rockweilers, and there was a brown one and a black one. And they were vicious, and they were mean, and they were tied up, and a new neighbor moved in, and the old man said, be careful about them dogs. Because they eat chickens. So keep your chickens in your yard. Be careful about them dogs because they're vicious. And the neighbor got a little frightened and he said, well, which one is the most vicious? Which one is the strongest one? 
The, the, the old man said, what are you talking about? They're both big. They're both strong. They're both vicious. And the neighbor was curious. He said, but if they got into it amongst themselves, which one would win? And the old man said, well, I never thought about it, but I guess whichever one I was feeding the most at that time would win. Listen, the story is this. The point is this. You have a spiritual side to you, and you have a carnal side to you. The Bible says if you only live to satisfy your sin nature, you're going to reap decay and death. But you've also got a spiritual side to you, and if you live to please that spiritual side, you're going to reap an everlasting harvest. What is going to win in your life in 2017? Whatever you feed the most. What is going to manifest in your life in 2017? I don't need to prophesy what's going to manifest in your life. I just need to see what seeds you're planting. I don't need to have some magical potion to tell you how 2017 is going to work out for you. All I got to do is inspect your fruit. Because I told you, if you plant apple seeds, you're going to reap apples. Listen, it is going to happen for you in 2017 the way you choose for it to happen to you. If you want better, do better. If you want things to get better, you got to start getting better. The Bible says in the next verse, Galatians 6, 9, So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I have read this verse, prayed over this verse, taught this verse, and preached this verse as much as any verse in the Bible. It says, let's. That's a, that's a contraction for let us not get tired of doing what is good. Why would God tell his people not to get tired? Because we do. We get tired. Tired of what? Tired of doing what is good. That story is as old as time. The psalmist said, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? What he was saying is the same thing people say now. Why does my cousin do so many bad things but still have so much good in his life? Why do so many people do the right thing and never seem to get blessed? Listen, we get tired of doing what's right because the devil wants you to think it's not going to make a difference. We get tired of doing what's right because when you don't see results, you throw in the towel. Listen, the Bible says don't get tired of doing what is good. The promise is at just the right time, we will, not we might, but we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. There's a promise in this verse, but it's a conditional promise. There's some conditions that have to be met. There's a prerequisite at the end of this verse that says if we don't give up. If we don't give up, too many people have given up. Some of you have given up on praying for lost loved ones. Stop giving up. Start praying again. Some of you have given up on hope for your future. Stop giving up and start hoping again. Some of you have given up on your dreams. Stop giving up and start dreaming again. It's a new year. One of the cool things, and I've told you this before, one of the cool things about January 1st is we've been conditioned as a people to believe it's a new year and Change can happen. Listen, work on that. Use that power psychologically that you've believed your whole life that because it's January 1st, change can happen and let change happen in your life. I want you to reap this harvest of blessing, but you can't reap it if you give up. I preached a message one time that said, don't give up, you're closer than you think. I've seen people give up on their dream and they didn't know that they might have been just this close to their harvest coming in. When you know that you're near the finish line, the race gets easier. 
I talked to you about short-timers mentality because a lot of us are prior service. And when you know what that exit date is, it gets easier to finish out those last three months, those last 87 days, those last 14 days. Listen, we don't know when our harvest is coming, but I can promise you if you give up, it won't show up. If you give up, it won't show up. Whatever you've been dreaming for, whatever you've been believing for, whatever you want to see happen, if you give up, it won't happen because God says we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. He said at the right time. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to confess to you, my timing and God's timing don't always match up. God ain't always as fast as I want him to be. People say that God may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time. He ain't always on my time. He's been behind time on me in a lot of different ways. If I be honest with you this morning, and I will, he, he didn't do things I wanted him to do when I wanted him to do it. But when the Bible says at just the right time, that's talking about God's right time. God is a God of timing, his timing. You can't rush God's timing. You can't declare God's timing into existence. You can't circumvent God's timing. The Bible says God does what he wants to when he wants to. And God has a time in mind for you to reap a harvest. I hope that time is soon. I don't know if it'll be January 1st for you to reap your harvest. I don't know if today is your day of reaping. But I do know if you give up, it won't happen for you. So let's don't give up in 2017. Let's be serious about doing what God wants us to do in 2017. Let's get serious about these five areas. I'm going to get you out of here real quick this morning. I'm going to go ahead and let Elder Robin come up and play a little bit on the keyboard to get your mind together. I'm going to let him come on up and, and, and just serenade you. See, even, the, even the, the first king in Israel, what was his name? Saul. Saul had mental issues like many of us. He, 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 he had rage problems. And so he'd call David and David would play on the strings. And it would come. See, music soothes the savage Christian. I want to get serious in 2017, and I want you to join me. I want to get serious about reaching this community for Christ. I want to get serious about being a good dad. I want to get serious about being a good Christian. You need to get serious too. See, we try, and then we give up, and we lose our harvest. We try, we start something, and we give up. And the devil wants you to fail because he knows if you fail, you might stop. I see it happen all the time, especially with people trying to diet. You'll be on a diet, you'll do good for a day or two, a week or two. And then you'll go in, somebody be having a birthday party at work, and you start digging on that cake. And then you realize, oh, this ain't cake day. And then you're like, well, may as well get the donut and ice cream too, because I already blew it. Don't yield to that stupidity. We laugh, and it's funny because we know it's true. Listen, when you fail, get up. The Bible says a righteous man falls six times, even seven. You can't fall six times unless you did a lot of getting up. God's plan for you is to get up and get busy. God's plan for you is to get up and get serious. God's plan for us is to not get tired of doing what is good. Listen. Sometimes it's hard to not be tired when you've been doing it and doing it and doing it. When you've been giving and giving and giving, serving and serving and serving. Year after year after year after year, 
and you don't believe that you've reaped what you have coming. I came to tell you today, keep doing what's right. God has a promised harvest for you. Keep doing what is right. God says that you're going to reap blessing if you don't give up. I don't want you to short circuit your own blessing. I don't want you to come short of your destiny because you stopped too soon. You might be thinking, well, when do I get to stop? When you get to heaven, we'll rest then. It'll all be over then. The Bible says you got to work while it's day because there's a day coming when nobody can work. we got to plant right seeds now. I want you to get serious in 2017. I want you to start today. I want you to realize that we have to plant the right seeds for our spiritual life, for our physical life, for our financial life, for our emotional life, and for our relationships. You know you want your relationships to be good. Plant good seeds inside your relationships. You know you want your finances to be good. Plant good seeds. Pastor, the devil's messing with my money. You don't have to go out and eat all the time. Pastor, we we just can't seem to get caught up financially. You didn't have to charge all those gifts for Christmas. Listen, there are ways to overcome. If you really want to find out a way to get better, you need to talk to somebody that can help you get better. We got a great box back there that not that very few people have even bothered to look at. That gray box back there is to get you help with a lot of different things. Tabitha has volunteered to work with people who need to get on track. If you need to get on track, if you need some help in certain areas, go to that gray box in that back corner and fill out that form and say, look, I need some help. Listen, you say, well, I'm just a little too proud for that. Stop being proud. The Bible says God resists the proud. We got people in this room right now that could use um, some extra groceries. But you don't come up here on Saturday to get you a box of groceries. We had uh, 10-pound chicken bags. Did we get rid of them yet? Finally. We we had to beg people to come and take 10 pounds of free chicken. And we got people in this room that could have used that. Listen, it's not just here for the community. We got people in this room who's struggling financially and your kids need new clothes. Listen, we got good clothes in our clothing ministry. How do I know? Because I gave lots of them there and so have many of you. We got to get serious about doing better in 2017. So you got to do better to have better. I'm going to start now. I don't know when you're going to start. But here's the deal about planting seeds. I took my kids to Rayville, Louisiana over the Christmas holiday. That's where my mom grew up. And I showed them the piece of dirt that my mom grew up on a cotton farm picking cotton in Rayville, Louisiana, where I lived when I was a small boy. And we saw fields that were overgrown, fields that weren't planted, but we saw a few fields that had pretty rows on them. And I talked to my kids about how hard it is to row that field so straight. Machines don't do that. People eyeball that. But they have to look way out in the distance. If you want to do something in a straight line, you just can't just look down at your feet. You got to look out. If I was going to go on a straight line between here and that flag, I'd have to keep my eyes on that banner and just walk straight toward it. The Bible says that we got to stay focused on Jesus. For some of you, Jesus may feel really far away. Look out there for him and stay focused on him and get to where you need to be. Get 
serious about getting where you need to be in these five areas. I showed my kids those farms. There was no chance of people growing a crop on some of that land because it was just a wreck. Stumps, last year's crops laying dead on them, rocks in the way. Listen, I don't know a lot about farming, but I know a little bit about farming. Before you can plant stuff, you need to clean your field up. You got to drag it before you can plant it. So we're not farming people in Jacksonville, most of us, but we do have sod issues. Listen, if you ever go to resod your yard, you got to rake it and you got to pull all those sticks up. You got to get all the mulch out. You just can't throw grass on top of mulch and say, magic. You got to prepare the dirt for what you want to plant. You got to prepare the field. Before you can reap what you desire to reap in 2017, you got to clear your field out. You got to let go of some stuff, church. Let go of your hurt. Let go of your pain. Let go of unforgiveness. Let go of things that have been holding you back. I've said it for years that we are all only one prayer away from being perfectly right with God. God said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we, this talking to us, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. He will forgive you. And he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You got to get your field clean and ready for planting. See, people are trying to get the cart ahead of the horse. You got to get your field cleaned up. You got to put the past behind you. The Apostle Paul was a great example of Christianity. And he told his friends in the Philippian church that the thing that he did to help him stay on track was forget the things that were behind him. 2016 is in the rear view right now. Tomorrow, today will be in the rearview mirror. You got to put the past behind you and let God do something new in your life. But you got to get your field cleaned up so you can plant. You got to empty out all the junk so we can plant on fresh soil for a good harvest. I'm not going to do it today because I don't want to drag this out. But if I put five lines up here and I ask you, which one of these five areas do you really need God to do something for you in 2017? Well, we all need to be in that spiritual line. We all need to get better spiritual. Put those five things up there for me. We all need to get better spiritually. So we got to sow better spiritually. Just come back tonight if you can. We're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about this upcoming fast and consecration tonight. At 6 o'clock, come if you can. But if I put five lines up here and I said, which one of these five areas do you need God's help in the most? Maybe it would be physically. Maybe you're suffering from a physical challenge. I had never been sick. I had never had any type of chronic issues until I tore my back up trying to catch a lawnmower that was falling from my navigator. And I ripped up several discs in my back and I had to have a surgery on my back try to make things better. And I learned that when you suffer long-term physical issues, it wears on you emotionally. It wears on your mind. My back, my kids ask me 5, 10, 25 times a day, how's your back today, Dad? Because they've seen me crawl up the stairs. They've seen me with tears in my eyes try, trying, trying to get the trash out of the trash can. They've seen me struggle with this back. 
I don't know what you got going on with you physically. But if you need God's help physically, God says, call on me in your day of trouble and I'll be there to help you. Maybe finances is your big need. You can't get ahead financially stealing from God. God said, you robbed me by not paying the tithe. Tithe means tenth. He said, bring 10% of all your money, all your income on the first day of the week. I promise you this. God wants to bless you financially. He said that you can prove him that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you so big you can't receive it if you would just give to him. That's where it starts financially. You, you, you want to get, you got to give. God said, give and you shall receive. Give money, you'll get money. Give friendship, you'll get friendship. Give love, you'll get love. I don't know which one of the five lines you'd stand in. Maybe emotional. I believe one of the greatest attacks on people today is in the area of the mind. They're just inventing new diseases all the time to, to deal with what's going on in people's heads. There was no social anxiety disorder when I was a kid. There, there, there wasn't all these phobias when I was a kid. People just went outside and played. The mind is under attack. Some kind of way, society has made it bad or embarrassing, dirty or wrong for someone to say, I have emotional issues. People say they have asthma. Listen, everybody's got something going on with them. If you know you have emotional issues, stop acting like you don't and let God help you. Talk to somebody. Get serious about getting healthy emotionally in 2017. It's not just going to happen poof. You got to plant seeds to grow a harvest. If you're having trouble in your mind, if you're having trouble in your emotions, you need to ask for God's help in that area. Stop. You can't fake it till you make it. That doesn't work. Five lines. Which one do you need God to help you most? Maybe it's in relationships. Maybe you got relationships falling apart and you need God to work a miracle in your life for your marriage, for your children, for people on your job, for family. I want you to get serious about getting healthy in your relationships in 2017. I don't preach a lot of cliches, but I like this one. Somebody said that the real formula for joy is spelling out the word joy, J-O-Y. And you put Jesus first, then others, and then you. That spells J-O-Y. Jesus, others, and you will bring you joy. If you get your priorities right, you put Jesus first. You take care of others second. And you worry about you last and see if God doesn't work that formula for some joy in your life. Which one of these areas do you need the most help in? I need help in all these areas. Spiritually, I want to be better than I am. I want to be stronger spiritually than I am. I don't want to make the same mistakes in 2017 that I've made in all my years before 2017. I got a fresh slate today. Truth is, we get a fresh slate anytime we want one. Because God said it cleanses.
from all unrighteousness. We're just one prayer away. I want to get better physically in 2017. God didn't purpose me to weigh 215 pounds. I ought to be about 180. I need to get better physically. I need to get serious about my health. See, here's the thing about life. You only get one life. We play so many video games. We've restarted movies so many times. We, 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 we just have forgotten. This is not a trial run. You don't get a mulligan in life. There's no do-over. There's no reset button. This is it. This is the life you have. You have one body. You have one set of lungs. One, you, you, you have one liver. You, you got to take care of the body that God has put you in. And I'm going to get serious. Watch me. In 2017, and I want you to get serious with me. I want to get better physically. Because I want to be around to see my children grow up and their children grow up. I want to be around to see how America survives all the trouble that we got. I want to be around. I got I to gotta get better physically. God has blessed me financially. I've always worked outside the church and done well in business, but I want to do better financially. The Bible says that a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. I want to do better financially so I can bless more people. I got to get serious about it. I want to do better emotionally. You say, Pastor, you got emotional issues? You don't know? Yes. I need God's help. You want to live inside this? Pray for me. I want to get stronger emotionally. I don't want to get knocked off my, my, my frame by the slightest bump. I want to be stronger emotionally. Pray for me. I'm going to get serious about strengthening. You say, well, Pastor, what do you do? Pray more. Read books that deal with what you're trying to be better at. Need to learn how to read. Well, I don't like reading, Pastor. Well, I don't like eating vegetables. It's not about what you like. It's about are you serious? I want to get better in relationships. It's so easy to be busy. But when you're too busy for people, you're too busy. There are people in this room that I love dearly. There are people in this room that I would give my life for. Me and Deacon West have been talking for, for 10 years about going to lunch together. <laughs> Hadn't we? Every Monday for the last 10 years, me and Henry West have been going to go to lunch together. Didn't happen in 2016. I want it to happen in 2017. I want to get better in relationships. See, that ought to make you feel good. There's very few people that mean as much to me as Henry West means to me. I, I wasn't in his house in 2016 other than to drop, drop my kids off. He didn't spend much time in my house in 2016. You say, Pastor, you've never been to my house. Well, let's work on that. 
I want to get better and I want to get serious. My question to you today, and I'm done, is this. Are you willing to admit that you have a need to get better in any one of these areas or all of them? And if you are willing to admit that you need help here, will you get serious? I'm going to be asking that question all year. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious about your spirituality? Are you serious about your marriage? Are you serious about being the man, the woman, the young person that God wants you to be? Are you serious? Because I believe God spoke to me clearly that in 2017 we need to be serious. We need to get serious about getting healthy. Physically and spiritually, financially, emotionally, and relationally. It's going to be a great year if we plant the right stuff. If we don't give up, we're going to reap a blessing. God's got a right time for you. You just got to do the right thing till it happens. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for being our perfect example. Lord, I pray, God, that you would let us get serious. Help me, God, to model better. To be a better example to this church, these people, this community, my family. Help me, God, to be serious about getting healthy in all five areas. God, I pray your blessing on your people. Father, I pray that you would strengthen us with your power. Give us grace for our race and strength for our journey. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. And we recognize that every good thing comes from you. So we ask you, God, pour out your goodness on us. Help us to put our priorities in the right place. Help us to let Christ be the center of our life. Help us to seek you first. And not just give you what's left over. God, I pray you forgive us for where we failed you. And strengthen us to do better. God, I vow to be serious about getting healthy in 2017. And I pray that you'd encourage others to come on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to alcfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.